Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to PVP, People versus People by VV. That's me. So I just want to put a disclaimer. I want to remind you guys the purpose and the goal of my podcast is to have people in my life that I have relationships with, that I've met, that I've encountered, that we can talk and have an open and honest discussion about what it is they believe in and why they believe in that. Some of them have the same beliefs as me and some of them don't. And that's perfectly okay. We can still love on each other and have a genuine relationship. So on this episode, I'm very excited. It's a special friend of mine, my bestie, uh, Jessica Marie Hand. She has a middle name, but I want to say Jessica, no middle name, Hand. Uh, So yeah, I'm looking forward for you guys to listen to this one. She is my better half. She is my soulmate in a non-romantic way, in a platonic way. She is, um, as we both like to say, we were answered prayers. I, I prayed for her and God did not fail with this one. Um, yeah, so do you remember how we first met? Do you remember how we first met? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want me? Okay. Yeah, you can go first. Um, so there we go. Got the mic ready. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, I do remember when we first met. Um, we're gonna be real tonight. I did not like her. <laughs> we did not like she did other. not like me. It was a mutual dislike of yes. each other. Yes. Um, granted, we were like I was like, you were 16, you could drive. Yes. And I was 15. I could not drive. Not that that made me jealous, but like, you know, that was a factor. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I, um, we have like, we talk about in our church a lot about personality types. And back, back in the day, I had not fully grown into my personality type. So I was very, um, it's the word is melancholy. Yes. So I was very detail oriented. I like things exactly the way they were. Um, Let's just say you were not. Um, I'm still not. <laughs> but you, yeah, okay. We have grown into our personalities yes. more. But um, you were, if you have known Vivi for more than five minutes, you know she's very sanguine. Yes. She's very outgoing, a very sociable person. Very um, sociable. Um, not to offend, but very loud. Yes. Um, <laughs> so when we first met, I did not like her because she was like, woo! And I was. I was like, who okay. I've calmed down. Okay. It's like, I, who is this baby Hispanic person? <laughs> uh, um, I couldn't tell because, okay. But I was like, and then, you know, we had similar friends. Like, we had mutual friends from church. And um, we became friends through our mutual interest in men Uh, or they weren't men they were boys uh (laughs) yes they were the fellas um thankfully we've outgrown that and now we don't um have the same taste anymore no no we don't we don't we have like i will there was this one time we were we were somewhere and i didn't have to tell her but she came up to me she goes i bet you think that guy is cute and i went yeah that's the one i told you about She was like, I knew it. I knew it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, we don't got to worry about that now. That's <laughs> no. one of the things we didn't like about each other. It's because we shared the same interest yeah. in the men. And it was like, mm. I didn't like her because she yeah. was very sociable. And she could talk to the boys. Yeah, but I talked to everybody. I mean, I know how to talk to fellows, but I, I wouldn't say like, I know how to make my interest very clear. I'm kind of like, they're like, oh, she's just talking to me like a cousin. And I'm like, you're right. And then I was the one who... It, my way of flirting was to stay away from them <laughs> blink and blink at them make eye contact make Ooh. eye contact like how do you not know we held hands in church stop it we okay. held hands at spooky woods <laughs> okay uh change the subject anyways my father's listening uh, no. <laughs> we didn't hold hands with anybody at spooky woods 
what stays at teen events stays at teen events. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> um, I remember, so I don't remember like actually talking to you, but I do remember sitting with, I'm going to call her, um, Brittany. Let's go with Brittany. I'm going to call her Brittany because I don't know Brittany. Um, Brittany and her little, and her little gang at church because there were cliques when I was, when I, I think I started attending when I was like 15, 16, Mm -hmm. there were cliques. And I remember she made it very clear to me. She was like, yeah, you see that? I was like, that's the pastor's kid. I was like, she thinks she's better than everybody else she doesn't cuss and she's not like us i was like she's not like us i was like no she's never sinned in her life and i'm like i was like wait i've sinned (laughs) i was like wait a minute whoa 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 don't so that's what that was like the first time like i remember like you sitting with um said fella and (laughs) you were sitting with said fella and we were at that because we had in my mind i had assigned seats i sat in the same spot every sunday i had my seat it was the second to last in the end that was my seat and i remember like i looked at you you were wearing like this white top and like this skirt and i remember like in my head i was just like we don't like her i was like how dare she sit there with her long dress and think that she's all that were her glasses (laughs) that was my like first way like i actually met you and i was just like hmm humbug well that would be i just didn't <laughs> like you because you were loud <laughs> no i didn't like you because we were told i was like you don't like her because she's not gonna she's not one of us she's not gonna follow us like you know we 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 cuss she doesn't and i'm like oh we cuss i was like are you guys a lot of cuss i was like yeah we we drink and i go we drink i don't i was like i don't need to but uh anyway yeah that was the first time that i've ever like in my mind i was like yeah yeah yeah. yeah, but we, we, we grew to like each other. Actually, the thing, and I'm sure you remember, the thing that, that um, marked our friendship was my, my parents were divorced, are divorced, and I went, <laughs> where are, sorry, words are say, hard. There something words are hard. Did something change? Yeah. <laughs> words are hard. I don't know. <laughs> um, so my parents are divorced, and my dad lived in LA at the time, and I was visiting, and everybody that I was close to at the time, it was in my mind, if I'm leaving, then you should keep in touch with me, uh, not vice versa. And all the people that claimed to like be my friend and be in my life, um, just kind of like went ghost. Um, my, my ex-best friend at the time, she just kind of fell off the wagon. The quote guy, best friend, which that's, that's not, that's not true. Uh, he also like just disappeared. (laughs) Like it was just, I was like, I guess when you leave the state, they also leave with you. So, the only person that consistently like talked to me and like texted me, Hey, how are you? And how's LA? Blah, 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 blah. Was this woman right here? And I was just like, this is different. This is odd. Why is she pursuing me and texting me and asking me? And I was just like, and some days were rough. Some days were rough. Yeah. And that was like, so when we came back, it was like, I was like, we're besties. Like that was like the whole two months when I came back, I was like that. I have to go back. I have a best friend waiting, not a man, but <laughs> A best friend. Like, I gotta go. Well, I actually remember the day that I decided you were my best friend. Um, what You were in California and said, fella, that yes. we, we shared a similar interest in the same fella. And, like, that whole week before he... Um, there was a lot of drama with that said fella. And I remember it was the night before, like... I, we were me and my family were leaving on an airplane like not an airplane but like we were going to the airport yes we were words are hard um we were going to the airport to see my brother gra- graduate basic training and that night and that that morning too I remember I was just in shambles over this boy I, I was 16 I was very hormonal puberty all that so 
looking back at it now, so stupid, but (laughs) I was so upset. I just felt so alone. And I remember you sent me one of the sweetest text messages. I'm pretty sure it was like four pages long, (laughs) but it was the sweetest thing. It was just so encouraging, uplifting. And I just remember from there, um, this is my best friend. This is, this is who I want to be able to talk to about everything. And um, just to kind of give like a little preface, she mentioned it in the intro um, or you mentioned in the intro about how I am an answered prayer. And that's another thing that we kind of have a shared story about um, about three months before we be. I decided we were best friends. <laughs> she may have not decided yet, but I decided um, we were best friends. I remember I did have a best friend at the time we both talked about how we had other best friends we talk about best friends like boyfriends yeah we didn't really have boyfriends (laughs) we just had you know ex-best friends but my best friend at the time I had come to the realization she was not truly my best friend because Mm -hmm. if she was she wouldn't be treating me the way she was and um pastor ben he was our youth pastor at the time and he had just talked about hey a lot of y'all say you don't have friends but have you ever asked god for a biblical friendship and I remember, again, I was six, 15, 16, very hormonal, very um, whatever. Uh, I remember laying in my bed that night just crying about um, my best friend at the time. And I was so devastated because I realized she wasn't really my best friend. And I remember just crying and saying, God, please give me a best friend. I just want someone I can talk to about everything, <laughs> about my poops, about everything. I just want someone I can talk to. I want a Jonathan and David best friend. And that's if y'all don't know, that's a Bible story about these two guys who are really close but anyway I remember I just begged him and cried the whole night asking and three months later uh I got baby so yeah yeah um yeah I like to do this thing where I force people to be my friends (laughs) and I was kind of like I knew um with my ex-boyfriend I knew I I looked at her and in my mind there was like this whisper of no and I was like I'm doing it and it was just like it's gonna hurt and I went I can I can handle it no I could not and then after that it was you know I I was upset because I'm like this is my best friend why isn't working out a best friend should do xyz but it was more of you can't force people to love you and you can't force people to be your friend you can't force them to be your best friend so I'm just like you know what God if you want me to have a best friend that's fine I was like sooner rather than later and then like in the two-month process of detoxing a best friend I was also gaining a best friend um so yeah, that's 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 what I remember. But back back to you. Um, I want to ask. So you grew up in the church, right? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yes. So you grew <laughs> up in the church. So I want to ask because I was part of the group that I hung out with the people, like I said, that that looked down upon people like you because you were the preacher's kid. Did it? Did you ever feel the kind of the the boundaries that the walls that we put up because we were like, oh, she's too good and she can't be near us because she's not one of us. Did you ever feel that pressure growing up of I'm treated differently and I'm held to a higher standard because I am the pastor's kid? Well, and long like the short answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, so just as a preface, my parents are divorced as well. And the reason I'm saying that is because I was, that's actually how I was able to see there was a difference because when my parent before my parents got divorced, I was a little kid, like my parents got divorced when I was around six and, um, I didn't realize how people treated me differently. I was just like, Oh, I'm the preacher's kid. Like I just felt special. But, um, once my parents got divorced and I started going to church with my mom and those people didn't really know that I was a preacher's kid and I was able to, it was two different experiences, um, because at my dad's, I was, you know, I uh, was held to a higher standard. And um, again, before 
they got divorced, I didn't really notice anything. But then it's like when I would go to church with my mom, I would see a lot more of the people my age, you know, sinning. I would see like they were they were free. They were they weren't trying to hide anything from me and they were more open. And then I would go back home to my dad's house and they would I like I didn't see people sinning as much if that makes sense. And I started to realize that people were hiding things from me. And when I would come around, they would be quiet. Or if they would be telling a story and I would walk into a room, it would change a little bit. And like, uh, there's people our age, like the, some of the people that you um, hung out with, um, like, you know, I could tell when they would purposely exclude me from things um, just because they were like, they didn't want the judgment. I heard that a, a couple of times is I didn't, I just didn't want the judgment. I didn't want um, to feel guilty about what I was doing. And so, yeah, I, I felt, um, I, I, I could tell that I was excluded and what, and even now to this day, and like, I noticed as I grew up, um, when I, I would kind of keep it quiet whenever I was in a new situation, I wouldn't tell people right away that I was a preacher's kid or that my dad was a pastor because literally as soon as you say it, it's immediate change. Like they're like, Oh, you're a preacher's kid. Oh. And then they start thinking about what they can't say to you and what they can't talk to you about. And, um, so that's why I, now I try to kind of, you know, if they ask me like, Hey, what does your dad do? I'll tell them like, I, my dad's a pastor, but it's like, I, I want people to be open with me. So I don't really broadcast it as much. Right. Did you ever feel like you had to be more rebellious to fit in, to like be part of me and the Britney's group? Like I have to be, I have to do something equivalent to them. Like if I cuss in front of them, maybe they'll let me in. Like, did you ever feel like you, you had to out rebel them? I guess there were times when I was, um, tempted to, mm -hmm. um, like I remember there would be times when I would hang out with my friends, they would be very, they would get frustrated with their parents or they would be mad at their dads or, and they would talk about how, um, they would rebel against them. And so I would fake it. I would just be like, Oh, I hate my dad right now. Oh my goodness. I can't believe he's making me come home at nine. Secretly. I really like going home at nine. <laughs> yes. Like I'm just putting that. You're only like, I <laughs> always use my dad as an excuse. Yeah. Like, Oh, my dad is saying I have to be home by nine 30. How dare he care for my wealth of sleep and my good care. What in the world? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember there would be times when I would just fake it and pretend to be mad just so they would see that like, oh, she's good. She, she gets irritable too. She gets angry too sometimes. And so, yeah, I, I felt, and there was, there would be times when, um, my friends would cuss and stuff like that. And I, this kind of goes back to it. Like at, in high school, a lot of like, they would cuss around. They would, they, once they got, people got comfortable around me, they would cuss, but then they would always make you know, be like, oh no, I said a cuss word in front of a pastor's kid. Right. Oh no. Like they would make a big deal. So when they would sin, mm -hmm. they would start making fun of me to kind of feel less guilty yeah. about um, what they were doing. So. so the other question I want to ask you oh, is, <laughs> do you, so the rebellious part, we got that out of the way. And I want to ask as a, as a preacher's kid, did you ever feel, cause I mean, it's easy to feel this way of, um, I know when I, you know, obviously I did not grow up in a church home. That's part of my testimony. And there is this, this little pride that comes in when you start living a, a Jesus life that, you know, you're living with God. There's that little whisper of, look how good you're doing compared to others. Look how good you are uh, compared to so-and-so because you don't cuss, you don't drink, you don't smoke. You're not doing these bad things compared to them. Did you ever feel that 
that like self-righteousness of whoa like look at me oh all the time and I that still happens to me today like I'm still tempted with that it's like comparison of others like oh well at least I'm not doing this oh at least I'm not doing that and when I was younger oh all the time I would there would be families that come in I'm like oh well I've never done drugs so (laughs) count me out of this group but (laughs) oh and that's one of my the big one of my biggest struggles is comparison of um the people around me because there are I'm like and I'll in my test like I, I can get that's a big part of my testimony is dealing with that because for a long like for when I was younger as a pastor's kid um I thought I was perfect I thought you know what I'm a pastor's kid I'm yeah. I'm chosen right I have the special seats besides yeah. the leader the man of God <laughs> okay so like that that was my mindset for such a long time I was like there's nothing wrong with me. I'm a pastor's kid. I'm better than all these people. Right. Well, that's what I, that's what I would think is com- like coming from a non-church background. It's like I'm fully aware that like, oh, you're right. Like I am a sinner and I do these bad things as opposed to like when you start living God's way, when you start living the way God wants you to live, it's kind of like there's that little whisper that tells you it was like, oh, look how good you're doing when really it's just like or you're not supposed to be comparing in the first place, um, which leads kind of to the next question was you mentioned it, um, comparing, was it growing up in the church? Because so salvation, the way, you know, it kind of works in our church, it's, it's, um, our, our pastor, your dad likes to say (laughs) that, Hey, um, most people are not going to get saved in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, and salvation, there's that moment where you're like, you know what, no matter on my best days, even when I'm great, I'm still not good enough. And we don't have to earn God's love. That is a gift that he willfully and chosefully like chooses us. So going, going to church and doing all those things, was it harder for you to get saved because you grow up in this, in this church, like you, like from the womb, you are being prayed over. You have been prayed over. You are being read Bible stories. Like you know the knowledge. You know who Jesus is growing up as compared to someone like me who didn't. So you know all these things. Is it? Do you think it's more difficult for you to, to be like, to go from, okay, I know Jesus to I want a personal relationship with him and he's now my Lord and Savior. Was that, was that kind of difficult for you to maneuver? Kind of like you said, oh, well, my dad's... <laughs> My dad's the preacher. Like, obviously, like I already, I'm, I got to take it to heaven. Point blank. Period. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, one of the, again, the uh, everything like you're saying is like it ties in directly with my testimony, how I get saved and how I got saved, and um, just I, I who put, I can't remember if it was Pastor Ben or Dad, my dad. Um, he said you can't have, um, you can't be saved like was it called grandfather saved? I can't remember what the phrase was where it's like, you can't get to, you can't get to heaven with your grand, like with your grandpa or based on who your family is or who, Oh, I don't know what the phrase is. And it's going to mess up, (laughs) mess up with me all night. I'm going to be thinking about that. It was, it was dad. uh, Yeah, probably. No, (laughs) I remember him saying that. Okay. Credit to dad. There you go. (laughs) Um, But for most, uh, for the first 10, 11 years of my life, that was, that was me. I was, I didn't even think about salvation or about me getting saved when I, when we talked about it in the sermons or we talked about it in service and they're like, are you truly saved? I'd be like, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm the pastor's daughter. Right. I, I got, and then I had this vague memory, um, whenever, like, cause my dad, like in his sermons, you know, yes. <laughs> um, but for those who don't know in his sermons at the end, he's like, 
what, when was your moment? When was that time? Because just for anybody who, for me, what my belief and what we believe in as Christians um, is there's a moment when you get saved, when you've stopped, you said, Jesus, I am a sinner. You realize that you cannot do anything without God. And you just confess that you are a sinner, that you need Jesus to come into your heart, to be um, your Lord and your savior. And you ask him to forgive you and you ask him to give you a new heart. And there's that moment. And um, for me, whenever my dad would be like, back in the day, he would be like, when was your moment? I would always think about, you know, I, I had a very vague, fuzzy memory of my mom, me sitting on a trundle with my mom and my grandma and saying the prayer with them. And that was, that was, that was the only memory I had. It was very vague. Right. And that was my, the first 10, 11 years. That was what I, whenever I was confronted with salvation, that's what I would say. Yep. I'm saved. My dad's a preacher. I said a prayer with my mom and my grandma. So, um, do you want me to continue? Yeah. I okay. want you to continue. Cause you got like, I want to, I want you to continue because there's, um, there was a season where I know our church, you know, it was, it was, um, your, our dad actually was like, are you really saved? And everybody, everybody got their big wigs on and they're like, of course I am. We all did the prayer. We all did. We, we all, we all said the little prayer and stuff, but it was, um, if you're saved, it was like, number one, for me personally, the, that question shouldn't scare you because that question scared me because I'm like, because if I'm not, then I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that came to mind is, well, of course I am because, uh, the fruits of the spirit, I was like fruits of salvation uh, was part of, is if you if you are saved i was like there's no way as dad says it that you can have a heart transplant and people not know Mm -hmm. there's no way that you can be made new in christ and people not know and it was more of a checklist of of course i'm saved i was just like i don't i don't cuss as much anymore (laughs) as much (laughs) she rolls her eyes um (laughs) we we could talk about cussing in a different discussion um Um, um, you know, I was like, I don't drink uh, at the time I was, a, uh, I was not of age. So I'm just like, oh, and I don't, I don't do drugs. I'm 23 now. I can drink oh, okay. of age. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can have a glass of wine. It's not a crime. Uh, so all these things I was just like, well, I'm, I help with the youth ministry or I do kids and, you know, I watch over children and I teach children about Jesus. How like a, a non-safe person couldn't do that. And it was like, how is that any different from someone that volunteers in charity is serving at a soup kitchen and being like, I'm a good person because I'm serving the needy. It's like, well, I'm a good person because I'm teaching young minds about Jesus. Like that. I was just like, these are all, I kind of like think of it of as a gym membership, just because you pay for the membership, but you never go. Are you, you can't call yourself like an actual gym. Like, I mean, yeah, you are a member, but you're not an active member. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're, you go to church, but you're not an active follower of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking at you so you can continue your, <laughs> I was, I wish you guys could see her face. Cause she's just like looking at me, like trying to get my social cues. I'm like, you can proceed and to talk about how you actually got saved. Social cues are hard for yeah. me. Um, <laughs> that's, that's something one should always know. Me <laughs> blinking aggressively. Like, okay. Blink three blink, times. Blink, 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 blink. If you want me to continue. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is why we're single. Uh, no, I don't think that's why. Uh, well, it's one of the reasons I'm blaming that. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> it's because you don't know how to blink, right? Or wink. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could see that. I'd be like, why are you single? It's because I don't know how to blink correctly. <laughs> it's not because of lack of trying. It's just because of lack of blinking. It's just when I talk to a boy, I don't. Think. You don't. You don't blink. Just stare. When I, when I talk to a fella, I go, bruh brethren 
And then dog. Friend zone him before he even had the chance. What's up, my brother in Christ? <laughs> I love I, I love that. I'd be like, my brother in Christ. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so we're going to take a 180 from there. We're not, the fellows are excluded from this testimony. Thank the <laughs> Lord. Um, so to kind of circle back. So I talked about how um, the, like for like the first 10, 11 years of my life, my, when someone would confront or when I would think about salvation, I was like, yes, I'm saved. Uh, my dad's pastor. I said a prayer with my mom and my grandma on the trundle when I was five years old. That, right. that was my thoughts. Um and just to preface, my parents were divorced. I can't remember if I said that already. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents got divorced when I was about six years old. And so my dad, um, I was living full time with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to my dad's house every other weekend for just a couple of days. I didn't see him that much. But my dad was still very active in my life. He um, he came to all my games. He came to all of my award ceremonies. I didn't have a lot of games because I was not athletically inclined. Um, so it was more like, you know, <laughs> concerts and stuff like that. But he would also come and have lunches with me um, just throughout the week at school. He would drive over 45 minutes to an hour one way just to come have 30 minutes lunch. He would bring me Taco Bell. We would sit in his white Mustang and we would just talk. Okay. Um, but to put it bluntly, um, before I got saved and for the first about 10 years of my life, I did not like my dad. Um, I hated him. If, if I'm just going to put it bluntly. Um, I had the view, the view of my dad came mostly from what my mom said about him, um, which was negative, which was not good. And so I saw my dad as my mom saw him. And um, I was very pro mom, very team mom. I lived with my mom. I love my mom. Well, I didn't truly love her, mm-hmm. but I liked her more than my dad. Right. And I was hateful to my dad. I was horrible to him. Um, he would call almost every night and I wouldn't want to talk to him. I mean, I would talk to him, but it would be very short sentences like, yes, good. Okay. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he would still show up. Uh, even when he knew that he would call and he knew I didn't want to talk to him and he would still call and try to talk to me. He would show up to my stuff. He would bring me lunch. He would run a mile run with me. He would do, he, he was awesome. He was just he was my dad and um he so I remember one day I can't I was 11 I was 11 years old I was still in elementary school I remember he came and picked me up for lunch and we were sitting in his Mustang we were sitting in his car it may not have been a Mustang but we were sitting in his car and I remember we were talking and he's like Jesse I want to talk to you about something um he's like I want you to pray about this and think about it he's like I want to pray I want you to pray and think about whether you're truly saved or not and um, I kind of was taken aback. I was like, what? I, I am saved. What are we talking about? Um, right. He's like, and I remember him saying, he's like, do you remember? Because I, I was younger. So, he, you know, my dad was trying to explain things still. He's like, do you remember we've talked about fruit in sermons? And you talked about fruit too. And if you're truly saved, there's this thing called the fruit of the spirit that's within you, that you produce fruit of your salvation, like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and all that. And um. He's like, I've been looking at you and your life and I just have not seen a lot of fruit of salvation. I haven't seen a lot of love or self-control in you. And he's like, I just want you to pray about that. And I remember saying, yeah, um, he, I was like, okay. Um, but I did, I, I said a prayer uh, when I was um, younger, a, a couple years ago, dad. And he's like, can you tell me about it? And I was like, well, you know, I, I prayed with mom and grandma on the trundle at grandma's house. Uh, I prayed the prayer and he looked at me and I remember this because it was just, 
Sorry, this might be a little bit long. You're fine. <laughs> um, he looked at me and like I could tell something like hurt him in his eyes. He's like, no, sweetie, you said the prayer with me at my house in Bear Creek, which is where we were living at the time. He's like, you said the prayer with me. Um, or so you said you said the prayer with me. And I just remember I was like, what? What the heck? I didn't say what the heck. I right. said, I probably was like, what the heck? H-E double hockey sticks? Like, because, you know, back then, that was, we said H-E double hockey sticks. Like, actual w- double hockey oh, sticks. Oh, no. Like, we didn't say the word. We would oh, say, what no. the H-E that's double like hockey saying, sticks? That's like saying, what the sherbet? Yeah. So I was like, what in the world? But anyway, uh, I just remember I was like, that just confused me. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then every time I thought about it, I was like, I, when was the time? When did I say the prayer? When when was that moment? I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. And I, rem- I we talked some more and then I left. And for the next three days, I was confused. Um, every time I tried to think about saying that when I said the prayer or I had the moment, I couldn't. I, there mm-hmm. wasn't anything popping up. And um, I think uh, it was about, it was a couple of days that I was still at my mom's house and my dad called he, like he was doing. And we talked. I remember I was in my room. Um, sitting on my bed and he we, we were talking about my day and everything like that and just to okay I gotta can I go back I gotta yeah, prep you something can. sorry this is in shame no, um, but as I was trying to think about my salvation before my dad called um I couldn't remember a time that I was that I said like the prayer I couldn't remember it clearly but memories just kept hitting me about how ugly I was to my brother I kept getting memories of screaming at my sister and memories of me being so hateful to my dad and I just started getting sick at the mm-hmm. thought of myself I was like what the heck this, this ain't normal because I thought mm-hmm. my, I was thought I was awesome I right. was you know my poop don't sink. yeah that. yeah <laughs> and then so when he called on like it was a couple days later and he's like did you have you had a chance to think about what we talked about at lunch the other day and I shot up from my bed and I went and I hid in my closet Mm -hmm. so like there was my bed and then there was my closet and I remember like I closed the door because my mom was in the kitchen and I closed my door and I ran and I went into I I told him I was like yeah give me a second and I hid in the closet and I closed the doors and I was like yeah dad I have and he's like okay what do you think I was like well I don't think I'm really saved I I don't I've never said this prayer I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm saved I've just been not saved Mm -hmm. and he's like okay and then we prayed and I prayed and I remember just as I was praying I was hit with all the stupid things and sinful things that I had done and I was like Jesus I am a sinner Mm -hmm. please forgive me Come into my heart, be my savior and my Lord, and Lord, please help me to live for you. And my dad said that prayer with me. He helped me with the words because, again, I'm not good with words. Right. But I just remember I walked out of that closet. Like, I finished praying with dad. He prayed for me, and he's like, okay, you need to go tell somebody. Like, that was, that was, so back in the day, that that would be the dad's thing is like, go tell somebody. Um, and I remember I got off the phone with him and I walked out of that closet and I felt weightless. Mm. I was not weightless. I was a heavy young lady. <laughs> I like pop tarts and popcorn, but <laughs> I felt so free mm-hmm. and I was, it was amazing. And I ran outside and told my mom, told my brother and sister, told my stepdad. I remember my stepdad's reaction. Cause he was like, yeah, get yeah. It. <laughs> like he, he was just so excited. Supportive. Um, and after that, there was just, there was a change. There was mm. before I could. So for me, I 
on the outside, I looked like the perfect preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. I would, I didn't really do sin. I didn't do drugs. I didn't mm-hmm. lie, steal, cheat, all of that. Well, I did lie, but think mm-hmm. it caught. But, um, right. <laughs> but I didn't cheat. I didn't do drugs. I wasn't like a, um, a violent person or mm-hmm. sexual person, even though I was 10. So hopefully I wasn't, but anyway, um, but on the inside, my heart was just so wicked and so selfish. And before I got saved, it was like, I would do something selfish and I didn't think about it. It was just, that's me. That's who I am. I would do something for myself. But after that day, I, after I gave my heart to Jesus, when I, I would still be, I would still do some of the stupid selfish things, but it's like, once I, when I did something, I would have a voice in my head saying, that's not who you are. Mm. That's not who you are anymore. This is not okay. This Mm -hmm. is not something you can be doing. This is not who I made you to be. And it was God. It was God telling me that. I know that now, but when I was younger, (laughs) but, um, just as a preface for me, um, what, what I believe in is if you are truly saved, there is a very clear before and after. Um, even for me who, again, as I said, I didn't do drugs. I didn't, there's not some horror, I didn't go to a pit or of deep sin of that, mm. like all sin is sin. Right. So my sin of selfishness is just as bad as sin of murder. Mm-hmm. Sin. My pride is just as bad as someone stealing and killing, mm-hmm. but just there's an obvious difference. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was very clear after that. And so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to end that. And then she met me. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. That was a few years later. Then like seven years later. Yeah, it was seven years no, later. Math is so hard. Is Four math? years. <laughs> math is hard. Uh, yeah, we've been friends for a hot minute. What, seven years now? Yeah, Six, yeah. Seven we had years. our anniversary. We do. Again, we talk to each other about each other like boyfriends. Yeah, we do. Uh, she's the, I want to talk about, um, um, cause we've talked about it for a second, but like, so biblical besties, um, <laughs> so for you guys to understand. So there's like, there's like best friends that you have that, and, and I've done this before. There's friends in my life where I have purposely chosen to, um, at like have them as friends that I'll go to just so they can encourage the things that I shouldn't be doing. Like, I'll be like, I'll be like, I need to tell you about this fella that I probably should not be talking about. And it would, I would pick these friends on purpose. And then there was you where I would be like, Oh, this fella. And, and listen, my best, you don't play. She's, she's coming for the social security. She's coming for the 401k. She's coming for everything. And then my favorite part is always, and it's just all my other friends, you know, they're not asking, does he love Jesus? They're all just like, Oh my gosh, let me see a picture. Is he cute? Blah, 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 blah. And my bestie's like, does he love the Lord? And I'm like, we haven't gotten there yet. And she's like, no, move on. Like we haven't even gotten there yet. I was like, she's like, how do you know his favorite color? But you don't know if he's a child of God. And I'm just like, Ooh, I was like, listen, I know his birthday. (laughs) You know what kind of cheese he likes. I know what kind of cheese. I know what kind of cheese he likes, and I know if he has cats or not. Okay, these are important factors. These are important factors to me. Okay, my non-negotiables. That's you need to get that right. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! But Jesus is on the list now. Uh, So we talk about uh, like having uh, biblical best friends and. Um, being besties and you know an answered prayer and um, I don't think I ever told you this but actually there was um, when I applied for the state credit union um, when I worked for the state uh, 
I remember I had to like sign up and everything and I had to show them that like I was like whatever. So the guy that I had or whatever, um, I, you were brought up somehow, like I was talking about my best friend or something. And then he was just like, he was like, well, how long have you guys been best friends? And at that time it was five years. And I was like, oh, we've been best friends for like five years. And he was just like, oh, and I was like, yeah, we're going to be besties forever. And you know, this is a grown man in his thirties. I'm like probably like 19 at the time. And he's just like 19, 20. He's just like, well, friends don't last forever. And I go, I understand that, sir, but best friends. And he was just like, sometimes best friends don't last forever. And I'm like, how do you know you and your best friend will be friends forever? Because I remember I looked at him and I went, because when it's God given, it's going to last forever. I was like, she was an answered prayer. And he just looked at me. He's like, well, even then. And I'm just like, sir. <laughs> That's fighting words. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, ah, but I remember, I remember that man because it was just, it was the first time that like someone that didn't know our relationship was like, how would you know that you're going to be best friends with this person forever? And it's just like, because I mean, that you ask, you ask God and he gives it to you and he hasn't taken it away yet. So <laughs> I'm just kind of like, we're going to be besties in heaven right beside each other, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> right beside each other now the competition is who has the bigger house <laughs> i listen you know i'm not competitive i don't care i could oh, live in a little she shack i'll be that, right but, mm. i could live in a little she shack i'll be all right i'll be like i'm just gonna come over to your house oh my goodness <laughs> i just be like hey bestie you got you got the platinum gold bridge <laughs> can i come over <laughs> so yeah um best friends uh that's yeah that's at least to me that's what that's what you have been it's just been an, an encouragement especially when uh like i said there's there's friends where i'm like there's been times where i want to kind of dig a hole and my best friend she just kind of reminds me of hey it's okay to be sad but we need to stay in this hole and then you know we jo we joke about the fellas a lot <laughs> but she has been my anchor when it comes to dumb boys where she's just like what what are we doing why are we even why are you upset why are you even crying Which over men oh no <laughs> that's my thing no is. stop it you get like a new one stop each week stop it <laughs> listen here okay i'm very listen the bestie gets priority okay we can be at the we could be at the grocery store and i just look at it and then she'll just know she'll just nod her head in disbelief she's like stop it my favorite part is uh this might be too much information but my oh, favorite part mercy. is is that i i do flirt but it's very different and and my best friend called me out on something. Oh. And I, nobody else knew that I was flirting with this man. I didn't even know until she, like, I knew, like, subconsciously I knew. But then when she pointed out, she was like, girl, you was hardcore a flirting. And I went, oh. I just sat back. I just listened. I was like, hmm. I, mm. She got the flirt laugh. She, she's got the laugh that only is reserved for boys she likes. Stop it. Okay, I want to hear this laugh. I need you to record me and I'll be like, is that what I sound like? Oh, I got it on recording. Uh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's a, that's a best friend. The, the, the bestie only knows when you're flirting even when you don't. Like, that's, that's a true best friend. And I know too when she's kind of, because sometimes I'm like, Miss Ma'am. Miss ma'am. Yeah, that's usually what you say whenever I, you're like, no. No, I'm just, no, Miss ma'am. My, nope. fav my favorite part, and this is very true, is where you'll go, we've done this to each other, where we both go, he looks better in person. Yes. <laughs> we show the picture. We pull up the pictures. <laughs> okay. okay. So he's not good at taking pictures of himself. Yeah, he's not good at taking pictures. But 
<laughs> and he looks good in person. It's just like, it's, wait, hold up. Let me let me uh, scroll up on a better picture of like him. from ten years ago. Like the fact that he looked better ten years ago than now says a lot. Okay, like <laughs> there was less sin <laughs> ten years ago than now. Oh my goodness. I cannot. Uh Oh, there was one other question yes. that I was going to ask you. Um, do I? Because I'm curious as a as a person that did not grow up in the church, it's very easy for me to love and to minister to those who weren't in the church because I can relate. And you know, especially those that don't have the same beliefs as me, it's easy for me to love on them because I'm like, I get it. I've been there. I've been in the world. I've I've I used to have those beliefs of the worldly views. I was like, I I understand that the cussing and the vaping and the smoking and the drinking, like that makes you look cool, but that leaves you empty compared to you where that wasn't that's not what you were upbringing. Is it is it more difficult for you to love people that don't relate in that way? Because I've noticed um, that there are people that grew up in the church that you are, you just, you can, you're able to speak to them in ways that I can't, like, I just can't relate. There's no way. So is it, do you find it more difficult to, to love on the, on the people that aren't raised in the church? Well, I think it kind of just ties back to what we talked about at the beginning about how, um, when people find out that I'm a pastor's kid, they Mm. kind of, um, the phrase that, that just to me is they hold me at arm's length or they hold, and it's not just me. It's, it's anyone. If they find out most people, when they find out someone's associated with church, if they're a pastor. Like I know my dad's experienced this a lot. I know my stepmom, who's a, the pastor's wife right. experiences that a lot. My brother, um, it's like once they find out that you are labeled as a Christian or like you're a Jesus freak, um, <laughs> they hold you at arm's length and it, it is more difficult to, to meet for me. Sometimes um, it's more difficult to love them when they hold you at arm's length. Cause like, I remember several times when I would try to reach out to Brittany, the, yes. the girl. Yeah. And she, that's not really her name. That's no. Um, yeah. But I remember I would try to reach out to her or reach out to someone and they like, they would have blocked me or they had, um, or they would not respond or, and it's, 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 but it's both ways. Like they didn't think I could see what, where they were coming from. And mm-hmm. for me, you know, when I was not, before I was saved, right. I couldn't love anybody. Cause you know, you can't love right. when you're not saved. But after I was saved, if I was in, um, in the flesh, if I was not full of the spirit, um, you know, uh, when I say full of the spirit, when I'm, when I haven't prayed and asked God mm-hmm. to, um, like when I, when I go through the day do, living only for me. Mm-hmm basically living for my own self. Um, oh, I definitely would hold myself as on a high horse and be like, Oh, I'm better than them. I don't, I don't got to see things from their perspective, but, um, but it was, is more of a two way street. Um, it kind of went both ways. Um, I would, I like to, it's, this is cool that I'm able to use this as an example because it just happened recently. I start, started a new job and I work uh, now. I work in finance, right? And with people there, you know, people are very particular about their money. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, when they see a new person behind the line and everything like that, right. it um, they hold you at arm's length. They're like, the, literally, I'm in the middle booth, and everyone goes around me to the other two people who they know, right? Like they trust them, they know them, and so they're gonna go to them for mm-hmm. to handle their money because they know that they can do it. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna go to me because they don't know me, right? But it's like I've noticed with people at um, church, it's like you, once you got to know me, I was able to love you. But it's like I have to build that relationship first. So it is more difficult to love because I have to 
actively work yeah. on building. I can't just, you know, you can just meet someone on the side of the street and be like, yeah, me on the other hand, I have to build that relationship with first and show them that I love them by being consistent mm-hmm. with them, by being purposely asking them how they are and keep asking until they finally tell me the truth. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get there eventually. And that's, I don't, I'm just gonna be honest with you. That's what I had to do with you. When we were besties, I would, I purposely texted you every day. I was like, okay, I need to text her every day. And originally you gave me some half, half hearted stuff. I did. I did. I do remember what he was just very odd for me. Cause like I said, it was, I do remember I, there was nobody. And like the question that was searing through my head is why, why is she trying so hard? Like, why is she consistent? Like, what does she want from me? (laughs) Like, I was like, I have nothing to offer. Like, I don't understand. And it was just, you like, like, you know, we, we started opening up to each other and it was just like, you know, you would ask me, how's it going? And I would, and I would lie and be like, oh, it's good. And finally, I reached the point where I'm like I'm not okay like I miss I miss being at home you know like I I miss those relationships I miss church and it was just this the fact like I think once I was able to be honest and be like hey this is this is where I'm at and you were just like oh you know um one time I remember in text you were like praying for you and I'm like this is different (laughs) she's telling me because you know there's people that are like I'll be like I'll keep you in my prayers but I was like no you're you're like legit praying for me (laughs) I was like this is different And I think, and just to go off of that, you talked about how, oh, I had to keep asking. I had to keep asking. And um, you mentioned earlier, like, Brittany said, oh, we don't like her because she doesn't sin. Yeah. And honestly, that's a lot of the relationships. When I first meet with someone, they either think that I think that I don't sin or they think that I'm perfect. Yeah. And there's certain, and that's also another thing, just as a preacher's kid that you kind of face with is people will go into relationships with you thinking you are perfect even though i don't know i know i'm not perfect i know i am a (laughs) sinful human in the hands of an angry god but people will go into relationships you've seen it before with me i will go into a relationship with a person and i'll mess up i'll do something wrong and that person will just be just not understand because they hold me to a higher higher standard right so other people also hold me like other people in a relationship like that I have relationships with words are hard um, will hold me to a higher standard about um, how I should act. And if I fall short of those standards, um, it's, they don't, they don't understand why. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks for being on here. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I had like a, <laughs> she's laughing at me. I make sounds. Okay. Uh, that's how I transition. Just. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, I want to thank you for being on here. I appreciate you and uh, the bestie, of course, the OG number one, where we're still up and running. We've been going seven years hard, seven, uh, many more to go. Hopefully, seven is the number of completion. Eighty to the minute. We're not done. We're not done. I know that's the number of completion, but we're not done, Lord. Let's let's go to seventy-seven. Oh Lord, <laughs> math. Seventy-seven. Eighty-seven. Will we be alive? Every eighty-seven. Give me a second. <laughs> seventy-seven to eighty-seven. To, so like 92 <laughs> i'm a bank teller this is bad are we gonna be alive are we gonna be at retirement oh it's be like remember that one time i'm gonna pull up this podcast remember we didn't like each other let's go back to that that's our done with somebody to everything we didn't like each other like that's how that's, that's how we introduce ourselves <laughs> we just we don't like each other i'm just like that's why i have hope for people that don't like me now i'm just like 
but that, get, that made me cocky that made me cocky in the sense of i did have a fellow one time tell me that they didn't like me and i went it's okay you eventually will and it's because of you because i'm yeah. like my bestie didn't like me i was like you'll like me it's okay <laughs> confidence confidence there we go that's the key confidence any anything else that you would like to say um i did just want to put this out there at the end um we've talked like i like we talked a lot about um what we believe and everything like that and the clear i i gave my testimony about um how i got saved and if you're out there thinking about the time you got saved if and there's anyone out there thinking about the time that they got saved and you're not clear you're not sure you're confused that's what the word that kept hitting me when i was thinking about it if you're constantly confused about your relationship with god ask someone not not anyone but seek someone for advice. There's a Viviana, no middle name Garcia, who will <laughs> definitely help you. But just just talk to God. Say, ask God for co- confirmation. He's He's everywhere. He can literally. You just be like, Yo, God, am I saved? That's pretty much what I did. But um, <laughs> but just to reiterate, there should be a moment. There should be a time that you know that you gave your heart to God. That you realized how horrible of a person that you were. And there should be that time when you ask God to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior and you just give your life to him. And there should be a clear um, distinction of before and after. And if not, I would just really ask you and beg you to think about that time. And that's that's what I believe in. And that's what um, I believe true salvation is, is in one the uh, one God, Jesus Christ. Eight to the men. Eight to the men to that.